Hey, 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 everybody, it's Stefan here, coming at you from the beginning of summer. Gosh, it's hot here in Arizona. I uh, It's dry heat, so my sweat is evaporating before it even hits the end of my pores. But I am hanging in there. I'm loving it. Don't have a pool or anything to get doused in, so I'm just staying in the house with some air conditioning, and you're wondering, why do I care? You probably don't. So I'm just going to get into the what the episode's about. We've got a very great guest. I'm stop. I'm not going to use special anymore. I feel like I'm I'm just diluting special. So I'm going to say we have a very unique guest today. We've got Eric Escobar. He is hilarious from start to finish. So I hope you guys really enjoy. He talks about his <laughs> he talks about his pre episode accident, which you're going to want to tune in for. He talks about how he got into comedy through making an appearance on Last comic standing and his interaction with greg giraldo he talks about doing comedy in la his many appearances on buzzfeed which is really cool he talked about dressing his parents as an emo kid for one of the buzzfeed pieces and then we hear about a time where he almost had dinner with jerry seinfeld wow oh god that's a great impression isn't it we also talk a little bit about his ted talk too which wasn't out at the time but it's out now if you guys please please are in the giving spirit and supporting spirit i've included all the links in the show notes to follow eric give him some love he loves getting love from people he doesn't know so please do that Also, he is starring in series two of Epix's Sex Life. So be sure to tune in for that. That's also in the state in the stage notes. It's in the stage notes. (laughs) Yes, jolly good, sir. Guys, thank you so much for listening. If this is your first time, welcome. Come on in, have a cup of coffee, take off your shoes, enjoy. If you guys have been here for a while, thank you so much for coming back. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe, leave a review. I can't tell you how important that is to the algorithms for Apple Podcasts. And that's about it. If you guys haven't followed us on social, please do. We're on Twitter at a comedy podcast, Instagram at a comedy advice podcast. If you guys want to send us questions, inspire bot quotes, anything at all, please feel free to send them at a comedy advice podcast at gmail.com or any of the socials. All right, guys, time to get started. A comedy advice podcast. An advice podcast for deaf and, and friends. To make exaggerated statements not meant to be taken literally. What was that, Stefan? A uh, comedy advice podcast. <laughs> I, I have a feeling like some of the most important videos of the 21st century are going to accidentally be filmed in portrait mode. <laughs> and there's going to be like big chunks of history cut out of the left and right sides. So if you're going to be something about if you're going to be if you're going to be involved in something historic, be front and center. <laughs> like that guy in the Tiananmen Square. <laughs> that attention whore. Yeah. <laughs> Those tank drivers were just trying to do their job. <laughs> These arguments brought to you by the GOP. <laughs> yeah. It was just that anniversary, right? China's still covering it up. Oh, was it? I don't even know. I swear the anniversary was in like the last, with it was within the last year or so. April. <laughs> <laughs> it was April? April 15th. Yeah, got, right. got yeah got like close. a month ago. That's why it's in the news cycle still. I don't even know what happened in Tiananmen Square. Ooh, yeah. Oh. Uh. That's one for Google. Not for Baidu, yeah. but for Google. Yikes. This is a whole thing. <laughs> it was it was It's a as, whole thing. As, <laughs> as, I mean I kinda knew what it was, but like I did I never like drama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello, check, check. One, two, three, check, I'll check. This now. Oh, hello there. Hey, hey Eric. Hello, friends. How's everyone doing? Doing well. How are you? Good. Good. Trying to figure out how to get my video there on. You go. Am I like, oh, there I am. Hey, what's up? Hey, hey. Oh, well, welcome, man. Um, we'll introduce ourselves. My name is Stefan. I think you and I have been chatting on the gram. Yeah, I think so. Well, it was someone, but it's glad to put a face to the name, kind of. Well, hello. Let's keep going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we've got Eric. Also, Eric. What's up, baby? What yes. up? And then there's my brother, my real brother, Anthony. 
Oh, hey, shitty name. How's it going? Should have been, <laughs> been named Eric. Should have been named Eric. Anthony. Oh my god. There's Lord. not enough yeah. of this. Mom fucked up. <laughs> I love the Sopranos. You're great. You're fine. <laughs> if it's any consolation, his middle name is Eric. So it's like half a point. Is it really? Or is that no, a bit? No, it's not. Oh, God damn it. The trust was there. And now we just all, I can't, no faith. No faith. Damn it. The best hour of my life. Damn it. We haven't even started yet. All right. Well, we can, you, you arrived early. Points for that. That's great, man. You know what's fucked up? So I got, um, Whoever sent the the link, I yeah. got it. And I'm like, great. I'm going to log on right now. I'm ready. I got my tea. I got a water. Um, let me fart really quick. And I farted and I sharted. I sharted <laughs> oh, just a little no. bit. Oh. So I would have been on like two minutes ago, but I was like, that wasn't right. So it's like run to the bathroom and like wipe it all up and then like hide the paper towels and then jump on here. I would have been on even earlier, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, shit happens. That, that, just, that wasn't even. Uh, I got, look at that. Look at that comedy, guys. I'm warmed up. Are you? I've had so much coffee. Oh, that, that's you said coffee. That's probably why. Well, cocaine. You we were all. You know. What's, what's up? How you it's, doing, Eric? You're my favorite. Oh, he's at you. He's everyone's fucking favorite. God damn it! I don't know why Anthony Great. and I even join. <laughs> all right, man. Well. Let's just go ahead and get started early then. Let's knock this one out. Let's All right. Do it. Let's crank it out. Oh, brother. Let's not say that like that. Oh, I'm glad we can make eye contact. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> so, with all my disgusting jokes, I can look you in the eyes. <laughs> Don't you guys usually make eye contact when he's cranking it out? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way I can get off. They're usually not yeah. facing each Tony other. Tony Soprano. Yeah. Just the beautiful irises of Tony Eric Soprano. <laughs> uh, all right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Comedy Advice Podcast. My name is Stefan, and I'm your host. Joining me today is co host Eric Hughes. Hello, hello. I'm one of two Eric's today. We've also got another co-host, my brother, Anthony Satani. Hey, yo. Yeah, looking very Tony Soprano-ish today, Anthony. Thank you. I'll do what I can. Spoken like Tony <laughs> Soprano. You're really embodying him. That's yeah, great. yeah. Forget about it. Go fuck yourself. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We also have a very special guest joining us today. He's a comedian that you might have seen on Last Comic Standing or BuzzFeed, and he's got a freaking ted talk coming out soon please welcome eric uh, uh, escobar hey man yeah let's crank this out fuck you too what's going on <laughs> i'm having a great time this is, am i doing this right Podcast, <laughs> you're, do, you're oh doing you're doing great usually everybody just shits on me so it's uh that's what this podcast is about we but... can do that too i'll look you right in the eyes as i'll do it <laughs> ten dollars Fifteen, you know, five three, on the house, on the on your on your house. Is your chest a house? What is a house? I don't know. That's uh, the, we are doing. I've had way too much tea. Oh man, Eric. So it's great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining. We I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. We wanted to talk a little bit about you. So first off, you are a an LA comedian that's actually from LA. That's pretty rare, eh? Yeah, it's very rare. I'm in the South Bay of LA. So I'm, in, um, I'm in Gardena Torrance area. It's great. I love it. I've uh, lived a lot of my life here. I've moved around a little bit. Um, but what's crazy is I'm I'm gonna jump the gun a little bit. Can I jump? Can I jump said gun? Hop please, right over it. Please just don't pull the trigger, Fuck. but jump it. Yeah. Oh, I won't. I would say I'm going to every night, but I never do. I never do. I, I actually, I was kind of on this podcast before, guys, because when I, um, right when I started comedy in LA, I was also doing like some acting stuff, some auditions, and I landed a web series with Danielle Arce. No. And she was doing a little bit of comedy. I was doing a little comedy. We both were kind of like just figuring it out. And we started doing a bunch of mics together. I started running a show that she talked about on the podcast, got her on that. And it was crazy because I was listening to that episode right before this, because I felt like I should listen to 10 minutes of an episode while I'm sharding myself in the bathroom um, before this. And the best way to listen. Like, oh my God, that's so cool. 
That's so cool. Oh, that's awesome, man. Oh, I'm from L.A. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, man. I didn't know you knew uh, Danielle Arce. That's great. And then, so I was going to also ask, you've been doing comedy for about seven years. What got you into it? How did you start? So sort of a wild story. (laughs) I I did a lot of improv in high school. And then I want to say when I was 18, I was like, stand-up seems cool. So I went to the auditions at the Laugh Factory, which is a big club in L.A., because I googled L.A. Comedy Club and was like, sure, this is how we should start. Not at a coffee shop, but no, at the largest possible audition um, in town. Yeah, that'd be great. So I did that in 2008. Then in 2010, um, I did it again. I think there was like an open mic at my school. So I wrote two jokes and I did that. And then um, a little while after that, I was a resident assistant. I was an RA in college. And one of my residents was like, hey, I moved here to L.A. to be a comedian. Do you know any comedy clubs or anything? And I'm like, I know the Laugh Factory. Don't go there. Don't do it. And then he was like, well, do you want to do stand up with me if I ever go out? I'm like, I would love to. Let me know. So he hits me up and he's like, we're leaving Thursday to do a a comedy thing. I'm like, "Okay." So uh, we take a bus and we get to the Hollywood Improv. And I found out the comedy thing is the last comic standing auditions. Oh my so- God. <laughs> oh shit. So we actually, we sleep for two days on the street. Uh, I borrowed a tent from a wonderful comic named Jim Coughlin. Shout out to Jim. Thank you for your tent. I still own it. Actually, never mind. I um, <laughs> remember doing the audition. They didn't like me. It was a one minute audition. I got out of there. Then a producer starts chasing me and he's like, Hey, um, you gotta, you gotta get back in there. They want to see you again. So I'm like, oh, okay. So Greg Giraldo, one of the judges, is like, can you do more um, Mexican Filipino jokes? Because Mexican and Filipino, I had some jokes about it. And I'm like, yeah, I would love to. Thanks for giving me the other opportunity. I do it. He's like, we still don't like you. <laughs> I leave. And then uh, on the season premiere, um, Greg Giraldo starts off the show, and he's like, you know what I hate? Khaki racial comedians, and they cut straight to the bit that he wanted me to do. Oh! And then after that, I was like, I have to prove everyone wrong and just actually do stand-up now. Because I don't want my only stand-up thing to be Greg Giraldo being like, this guy, he's dead. I won. You know what? I'm having a good time. My going great. I'm still around. I'm doing a Zoom podcast. I win. Greg Giraldo again. Suck it, Shawn oh. Michaels. What was the question? I don't know. Oh man, I'm a little flabbergasted there. So he he set you up, told you to make the jokes, and then said, "You know what? I hate exactly what I told this guy to do." It was horrible, but also it was the first TV credit I think I ever. I wouldn't even call it a credit. It was the first time I like saw myself on TV. So I was like, man, what a jerk, but also cool. I will do sold my body Wonderful. That was be whatever. I'm, I'm, I'll be Thai. Why? Whatever. Yeah, sure. Cool. Call me what you want. That, that's really cool. Is there, so do you get inspired when people shit on you or, or make you look foolish? Cause it seems like Greg Giraldo, he knew what he was doing and he was like, I'm going to make this guy a great comic someday by shitting all over him on national television. And then... <laughs> I think I was just early enough in the line and they didn't feel like cutting together any of the later <laughs> comics in the line. I feel like, that guy is brown. Let's just get him. Bring him back. Bring him back. Look at that face. What? <laughs> the, so so what, did you oh, end, what did you end up doing from then on? You just started going out to open mics and um, just kept grinding? Yeah, I um, actually started with a class. Um, my old high school improv coach, uh, his name's Tom Clark. He's super amazing, very, very funny comic. He actually um, was running a stand-up class that I took. After that, I had we had like a showcase. After the showcase, I got booked at a bar show. After that bar show, was another bar show. And then um, I was getting so freaked out about these shows, you know, in the first couple months, because I didn't know what I was doing, um, that I wanted to get better. So I started going to open mics a little more. And um, yeah, I never got better, but I'm still doing the open mics and the shows. So it's fun. <laughs> and what's it like doing shows in L.A.? Because I know that L.A. is just such a weird place, especially if you want to make money. 
because it mm-hmm. seems like there's always somebody that's willing to do it for free. So it, do, you, do you find that to be a challenge? And how do you make money doing comedy in L.A.? You're, you're definitely right. I feel like L.A. is very much a showcase town. Um, I think in, it's crazy. In the last year or so, I think there was a big pitch for a lot of um, you know producers of smaller rooms and stuff. Like, hey, here's at least five bucks. Here's at least ten bucks. So it was getting to a point where it's like, whoa, we're at least getting paid a little bit here and there. And then uh, COVID happened and people realized comedy will definitely be done for free anywhere. So it's kind of tough. But I think it's because the weird thing about out here is there's just so many people. Like, I don't think LA is a better scene or a worse scene than anywhere else. I think I don't care if you're in Boise. I don't care if you're in Denver. I don't care wherever you are. Y'all have a scene. LA is just that times 50. Just because we got so much land so there's still like an equal percentage of like bad comics and like the couple good comics there's still like a lot of shows that are really great and a lot of shows and mics that are really bad um it's just a little bigger than any other scene and yeah we don't get paid at all (laughs) oh man do you find that there's a big diversity in the crowds when you're doing out going doing open mics the reason i'm asking is because i'm not sure if there's that much diversity in let's say phoenix there is but with with so many people in LA, do you come across different environments where you're like, uh, how am I going to tell this joke or how am I going to tell that joke? Sort of. Like, obviously, if you're in like South Central or Compton, don't drop the N-bomb. You know what I mean? There's like stuff like that where it's like you just shouldn't. <laughs> There's certain parts of town where it's like, all right, maybe if this is, you know, like a Latino room, I'm not going to do like a lot of mean <laughs> jokes toward Latinos. Right. Or if this is more of like a, hoity-toity Hollywood Hills or Beverly Hills show, they're obviously going to be a little more snooty. So, um, you know, your gross material might not work or it will work especially well because it'll get them out of their phones. Um, For me, I feel like every crowd is different. I wouldn't say that a lot of shows here have... It's weird. The ironic thing is I think the shows with the most variety in the audience members are the bringer shows. Just because it's a bunch of people who are two weeks into comedy who still have friends who will go out to shows. So that's where you get like, oh, someone who's maybe in their 50s, but they brought in their whole office. Or some frat dude who brought in his whole fraternity. So it's cool to see that mix. But um, but usually those bringer shows are just really bad shows because everyone is so new. So it's interesting because the clubs, I think it's pretty even keeled. It's kind of like any club, any vibe you'd see anywhere else. But uh but the real diversity and the real kind of like, wow, what a huge variety are definitely like those like bring 30 people for two minutes of stage time things. I see. I see. And what what's I think I've heard on a podcast that you also did comedy and on the West Coast on like Washington, I think Spokane and some other areas. What's what's it like the difference between L.A. comedy and uh, or doing stand up in L.A. versus some of those areas where you've done stand up? Oh, man. Um, I like working, like, I do the Northwest a lot. And I like working, like, Middle Oregon, Middle Washington. Because it's more blue-collar. It's super blue-collar. And I feel like they're just regular people who want to have fun and laugh and grab a drink or grab 12 and just have a good time. And I feel like there's a lot of love there. And there's a lot of support and joy there, which is really fun. Um, I think Seattle and Portland, um, they're definitely a little more heady. I love Seattle. I love Portland, but they're definitely like, more, they give more um, head. Yeah. They definitely give eye contact. They definitely give <laughs> oh, that's eye good. contact really good. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, it's one of those things where if you have like a very politically leaning, you gotta be in the know news joke. Yeah. Portland, Seattle, do it. But you know, if you want to do that in other parts of the country, you don't want to go over their heads. You want to make them laugh and have a good time. Not that they won't get it, but it's just like they, they, want, a, they want a more silly, fun type of humor more so than not. Got it. Before we, we move on to some other subjects, what's been one of the best experiences that you've had in comedy so far? Something that you've just, after you've done it, you've taken a step back and you're like, wow, I, I did that. Oh, my God. Um, oh, wow. I'm really, this is such a shitty answer. I'm really grateful for all the experiences I have. Oh, Jesus. Moving on. But, no, but there is one answer that I do have, and it is probably the best and worst experience I've had doing comedy. It was a combo. Um, 
it was my first or second time in New York and I somehow locked into doing Gotham, which was like, that's like a girlfriend. Stop calling. Uh, I, uh, (laughs) I, um, I somehow lucked my way into a show at Gotham and it was, it was amazing. I just remember exiting the subway and being like, Oh my God, there's NBC. There's Letterman. There's, it was just so mind blowing to just be in New York and to do Gotham was such an incredible experience because I've always dreamed about it. But um, I was at the show. Jerry Seinfeld pops in, goes on stage, gets five minutes of just like a standing ovation. He hasn't said a word. He's doing some bits. And I was like, I can't believe I just, even though it was accidental, I just accidentally got to open up for Seinfeld. That's great. And I wanted to catch a set, but I couldn't because I was booked at another club. So I went over to the other club. I rushed there, couldn't catch Jerry. It was uh, in a basement for three people. It was very hot. And then I found out if I would have stayed at um, Gotham Comedy Club that Jerry, like, I guess he took out some of the comics for dinner afterwards. So I missed out having dinner with Seinfeld in New York for a three-person basement crowd where I was sweating the whole time and got no laughs. I think I was even doing like seven minutes on that show. It wasn't even like a... Oh. like a big thing did you know but it was, was gonna cool. be a small crowd um no i think i was just like oh i gotta get to this other thing and i got there and i was immediately like oh, this. Oh. Oh, okay all right this is this is my luck thank you oh man oh man well <laughs> next time i guess we'll see but uh that, that... <laughs> next time i open for jerry <laughs> hopefully hey, there's a Zoom show out there he seems yeah he seems like more of a stream yard guy but we'll see yeah um i was also gonna ask you you said this was one of your maybe not first tv credits but times you've seen yourself on tv with last comic standing also mm-hmm. mentioned in your credits that you've been on buzzfeed wanted to ask you a yes. little bit about that because i did google it uh why don't you tell oh, us man you might, you're you gouge out your eyes uh, i tried i really did try it was <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. It was actually quite beautiful. It was a masterpiece, Eric. But why, why don't you tell us, Yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you did and and uh, that that piece? Totally. I am so grateful for BuzzFeed. They've been super good to me. Um, since I've started comedy, since I've been doing stuff. Um, I've done a lot of uh, I've done a lot of weird like ad videos for them. I did something for Realtor.com for them. I did something for Snowpiercer. Um, some other stuff. But um, I think the two big claims to fame on there, or I would say top three, top seven, top 24. All right, here we go. Starting to <laughs> now. Um, <laughs> there was one video I did that I really liked where it was uh, dress your parents up like emo kids. And I got to dress my 75-year-old dad up as an emo kid, put the X's <laughs> on his eyes, drew the fake <laughs> freaking side bangs on his bald head. It was great. I loved it. Uh, number two, I think that I'm really excited about was um, I'm one of the high guys. So if you look at the high guys on BuzzFeed, we uh, partake in um, marijuana. And uh, when we, <laughs> we have all these weird activities. So one of my favorite videos I ever did was uh, me and I think four of the other high guys. We all got together. We had super celebrations of stuff. And then we ate through the whole Taco Bell menu. I saw that was, one. Oh, but which wild by the way you seemed like a seasoned pro there because it seemed like everybody else was eating and you guys are like you're like guys the trick is you got to pace yourself and they're just chowing down on it so (laughs) they were eating for fun i was eating for well playing the game (laughs) (laughs) i just as soon as i saw the first person dip into like the cinnabites i was like you are doing it wrong start with the, with that that's bad but the last one i did that i think got the most like cred that i think um i don't know it was just like the the, the most beautiful nice one i did a bo- body positivity thing where i uh walked through uh the streets of hollywood in a thong and body paint and um yeah i i lost about 30 pounds in the past i don't know six months from uh, just like trying to work out and stuff, trying to be a better person. I really wish I would have lost those 30 pounds when I did the video. Cause I was like a fat, horrible, disgruntled homeless man just running through the streets in body paint, asking people to dance with me. It was really a good time, but uh, oh, I was a big boy. I was a big boy. And if you're a big boy or a big girl or a big man, 
or a big woman, you're beautiful. And don't you forget it. Hell yeah. Curvy. Curves, curves matter. Except for Tony. Except for Tony. Tony, I hate you. <laughs> you're horrible. No, I love you the second most. Oh, man. Fair. Dude, and props to you for going out and doing that. I mean, I'm sure that was probably scarier than stand up to go out in a thong 75 bucks is 75 bucks baby (laughs) starting to see where your motivations are all right (laughs) (laughs) yeah where's my unemployment what's going on all right cool we'll figure it out we'll figure it out oh man well eric it's an absolute pleasure to have you on if there's is there anything else that you want to talk about before we get into the self-help portion no, um, I saw the agenda and I'm actually, I'm sad I talk so much because I want to get to the self-help soon because I need it. Oh, dude. Well, we're getting there. But we wanted to talk about you. We wanted to give a little teaser to our listeners so they get they get synced in, they get hooked in, and then they start to follow you afterwards. So yeah, that, that teaser. sounds <laughs> way, even know her. <laughs> that's, I know. I made it sound way too creepy. That, uh... <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Let's help ourselves. Oh, one more thing. TED Talk. Yeah. We didn't talk about that. So what'd you do your TED Talk about? It's not out yet. So we want to hear about it. Oh, yeah. I did it um, March 14th at Carroll College in Helena, Montana. It was a great time. Their lockdown started the 13th. So our sold out 200 person crowd dwindled down to three people working tech. So it's a great uh, TED Talk. A lot of crowd uh, reaction. The best part about it, I'm going to spoil a little bit for you. I, uh, it's it's all about um, how to live a more fulfilling life through humor and how to start um, a lot of your interactions with some type of humor, some type of comedy, some type of just like, hey, let's get on the same level. Let's be cool people with one another. So I started off with a bit where um, I was so excited for it. The bit was I was going to intro myself as my own hype man. So it's like, oh. If you should start off a conversation with some joys and happiness, let me start off this TED Talk with some joys and happiness. I don't know if you've ever tried to be a hype man in front of three people, but it was a very interesting experience. I'm excited for how it's going to turn out. It comes out at the end of the month. Boy, oh boy. Thank you, TED. You aren't naked or you aren't in a thong with body paint, are you? Because that'll make things real interesting. Well, if you watch it, you'll see, and <laughs> and that's half right, and that's how you do a maybe. teaser. All right, that's great. <laughs> Barely even know it. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go into the self help portion of the podcast, and we like to get started and center ourselves with an inspirational quote of the week. Now, before we get into our quote, Eric, we like to ask our guests if they have any inspirational quotes that help them get them through their days. Uh, yeah. Um. Just don't hold it. Just go if you got to go. I think that induces a lot of sharding. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. It's more of like got an. To, got to. It's like a more enhanced, thought out version of just do it. I, I really like that. <laughs> it's similar. I, I'm Nike. Where's my memorial checks? Not memorial. What are they called? They're not memorial. Residual. Where's my residual checks? Memorial checks. God. <laughs> I like memorial checks too. That's great. All right. Let's go on to our quote that we've plucked and where have we gotten it from? It's been furnished by AI robot called Inspirobot. And what it is, is it's a robot that uses AI to be able to take some of the most inspirational words and just mash them together for the perfect inspirational quote. Exactly. There's a lot of finger stuff going on that you guys can't see, but you might be able to see if you watch the video. That's my Tinder bio. (laughs) 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 Uh, All right, let's go ahead and read this quote. This quote this week is, you can be a smelly ape. Think long and hard about the implications of that. Okay. I think we've thought long and hard. Anthony, not saying you're the most looking like an ape, but I I just picked you (laughs) randomly. (laughs) I am the smelliest. Um, I fucking oh man what can i take from this inspire about i'm just i'm still thinking long and hard about the implications all right well while you're thinking we're gonna we're gonna pass it on to somebody else uh Er, (laughs) eric eric with a k eric escobar what do you think about this quote i live in la I feel like uh this quote is (laughs) 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 this quote Here's how I read it. I 
read it earlier and then I forgot it and then you said it and then I kind of forgot it again. But I think what it's saying is in quarantine, if you don't want to shower and you just want to be a smelly person at your most least evolutionary being, it's okay. You deserve it. You don't need to dress up for anyone. You don't need to smell good for anyone. You just do you. So they're like good implications. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like it. I like. Think, yeah, think long and hard about the good implications of that. I, I love it. Putting a positive. That's why Eric does the TED talks here, and we don't because he's always he's putting a positive spin on it. I like that. So Eric Hughes, what are, what are your thoughts about this? Also known as Eric with a C. <laughs> Uh, okay think long uh, really though let's think long about the implications so right now if we're going to be a smelly ape we're all social distancing we're we're remote right now so if we're going to smell we can't smell each other but there's such a thing as nose blindness and what's going to happen is everyone's going to get used to their own smell not realize it then the restrictions will lift and everyone will go back out and their pheromones, sweat, smelliness will be going like crazy and you'll be attracting people you don't even realize. Oh, man. They'll be able to smell you from a mile away. So we'll all smell like shit and it'll make everybody horny. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I didn't think all, all the chicks I was subconsciously. Get my, my stankiness. Subconsciously. Well, the oh. only time I can get horny is when someone smells like shit. So, <laughs> I'm all you live in L.A. I do. Yeah. That, that's the real reason the CDC makes us wear face masks. Because if you don't, you pick up the pheromones, and then people just start fucking each other in the street, and then more COVID. Yeah, pick the hair out of your bandana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not shaving during quarantine. I don't know about you. Let's go. <laughs> All right, guys, I feel like we've really inspired ourselves from that quote. So I think we can move on to the meaty part of the podcast. Let's go and start with a question. Anthony, you suck at reading, but let's have you read this one. <laughs> Fucking do it. All right. <laughs> this question's from our fan, James. Uh, <laughs> I get really angry on exhausting hikes with my family. <laughs> How do I stop? Man, all right. I'm rather overweight, and the rest of my family isn't, except for my dad. And all they do better... They, oh, God damn it, I, fuck, I suck at reading. <laughs> You primed me, Stefan. Fuck. Deep breath. All they do, they all do better on hikes than me. They don't get exhausted as quickly and are able to move faster or take longer strides because of their long legs. Their Ooh. long, skinny, not fat legs. But I get <laughs> worn out easily hiking up big hills. I live in the Midwest and often fall behind. Oh. And when I. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just getting a lot of imagery. And when I get really exhausted i start to get really angry and kind of take it on my fam i think he means take it out of my family no comments Even just keep going i'm not normally a mean person how can i stop myself from getting angry on hikes sincerely don't take a hike mm. <laughs> well i would say beautiful read but that was a fucking deplorable read yeah it was like so. fucking train wreck god damn it yeah your reading was great and you're very handsome <laughs> god damn Gosh, darn it. now i, I know your you. tell <laughs> uh man just oh man does he have short legs too yeah let's well let's let's go let's go around and ask the question eric with a k Yes. Have you have you gone a lot of hikes with your family or a lot no. of? No, never, not ever. I, my my dad doesn't like to walk. He's he's an older gent. Um, yeah. Here's the thing. I feel like this guy has either got you got to choose, buddy. You got to choose. If you don't like going on these long hikes because they make you tired, you get angry about it. If you don't like that so much, go and you know start small. Do a little exercising every day. Maybe do a little keto to try to eat a little better. Don't have a late night snack. So you can get strong and do these hikes. But if you love food, if you love pizzas at 3 a.m. and Velveeta macaroni and cheese, fuck the hikes. You don't need to spend time with family. You need to go hiking. If you don't like doing it, don't do it. Just eat. 
Just go eat more. I that's what I do. I eat. So I ate, you know how many pizzas I had yesterday? I, well, I had one, but it was a large pizza and it was a big pizza, and I loved it. And I would take that over hiking any day. But if you want to hike, then you got to put in the work. But if you don't want to put in the, I I love that. That was just like you know what <laughs> you, you gave you gave the free will. The free will to them. If you want to do it, you can do it. I, I think one way that you could go into it, inch into it. Maybe you don't even have to inch. <laughs> maybe you could just. <laughs> maybe you could just slowly insert your head into a VR headset and maybe just do like a virtual hike with the family. I mean, maybe you don't even need a, a family. Just put your program your family in there so it's almost like you're with your family, but you're not. So that gives you the same experience, except you don't have to move your legs. And then you get the the joy of going on a hike, and, and and without your family bitching, unless you program them to bitch, then you can get that nostalgic feeling of the family bitching. So uh, I program them to spank on mine. <laughs> 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 I love my family, <laughs> Uncle Steve. Uncle Steve. Oh God, we all had an Uncle Steve. Oh, <laughs> Bringing back memories. Um, Anthony, do you remember the hikes that we used to take as a family that you always complained about? Yeah, because I was <laughs> fat and short. <laughs> it sucked. How did you get over it? I mean, you kind of just pouted in I the car. <laughs> <laughs> I cried a lot and built up resentment. So that's my advice. No. Um... <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I, I don't. It, it doesn't help that families are can just be irritating sometimes, especially in a group setting. Like you can hang out with one person. I feel it well, in my opinion, and they're cool, and you can talk and hang out. And then just getting everyone together, there's just this weird social stress that just builds and builds. And over the amount of time it would take for a hike, I feel like that's a lot of, uh, you know anger that could build up so i get it man yeah maybe we're not a good example because anthony and i come from a family of seven uh which it's it's an ordeal in itself to get everyone in the car sometimes we forget it's like kevin McAllister every single trip so someone's always oh, forgotten man. yeah home alone <laughs> yeah so uh, uh eric with a c what about you have you do you go on a lot of hikes with your family did you uh, uh yeah i mean we we used to go camping up in um, Woods Canyon Lake, up 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 north from Phoenix a little bit. Uh, we would go do that all the time. Uh, I've got one. Listening to this though, I've got one particular event in my brain that sticks out. Uh, it wasn't with my family. I uh, went and studied in Las Vegas for a summer uh, in college, and uh, the the head of the lab that I went and worked for uh, the day before we were supposed to get to work uh, invited me on a hike. I was told it was a hike. Okay, a hike. I can do a hike. I, I came dressed and prepared for a hike. We went on <laughs> to climb. Uh, it was called Bonanza Peak, and it was a 10,000-foot summit. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, so high. <laughs> and it had a false summit as well which means you get to where you think oh my god here we are at the top and they're like uh-uh-uh <laughs> <laughs> we're two-thirds of the way there and we, then we got to turn around that's what and a devious does I it was, just say psych <laughs> at the false summit? and i stuck with it there were group there was a group that there was a you know half the group turned back at one point i'm like nah i'm sticking with it they, they maybe a third of the way up they turned back and i'm like no we're doing this i'm getting to the top and I was borderline hallucinating on the way down because I was so dehydrated because you're oh. doing these switchbacks on the mountain back and forth. And there was a oh point where I looked I looked out into like the distance and I knew I was like, OK, this is not good because all of a sudden when I looked out into the distance, it like <clears throat> zoomed out. It like looked like it zoomed away from my vision. And I was like, uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> shit, Jeez. let's get a little more salt in me. And uh <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did the smart thing and i spoke up and i i got i got a little more water and you know some, tra some trail mix but holy shit you know let's go on a hike turns into oh my god this is gonna be you're you're summiting a mountain oh my god oh but, but here's but here's the thing like you you did it like you did the odds you went the distance like i don't care how far 
I know that you'll be strong because every mile will be worth its while. (laughs) (laughs) You can go. No, no, everyone. Almost anywhere. I find where I belong. You're doing great, kid. That was that was uh, Danny DeVito right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man. Okay. Think, the, that ten thousand feet. That's why I'm still not over. That's wild. Yeah. That is, that's a yeah. lot of feet. Yeah. It's a lot of feet. God damn. Well, I was gonna that's say a website that I go on a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Went on last night. Ten thousand feet. Dot com. That's dot net. I'm sorry. Dot net. That is so many feet. Oh lord. Oh my god. Oh god. All right. Are there any other ideas before we move on? But uh, so that's not advice. I, I <laughs> I'm thinking. Um, Slow down your family by by sneaking weights into their shoes and their backpacks so that it's heavier. Oh. But you got to do it. You got to do it little by little each time. So so they don't. You know, it's not. You don't want to drop a ten pound weight baby. in the back. Yeah, a babe. Yeah, you don't want to drop it. A, t- <laughs> <laughs> a ten pound baby. Yeah, they're called bouncing baby, baby boys for a reason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Triple B. Uh, I was gonna say. I, go ahead, Anthony. Oh, I was I like that idea and I wanted to build on it. I instead of sneaking weights into their clothing and backpacks, which you can still do that, you should sneak food into their meals. So like if they're trying to have a nice salad, you know, melt some butter and pour it all over the salad, you know, like put some extra sugar in their, you know, cereal, just get them nice and plump so they hate hiking as much as you do. Get a hamburger, put some roof and all in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no hike i'm sorry everyone yeah. <laughs> that Where one's that one's pretty instant i think anthony's yeah. suggestion is a little more pernicious I was a long con but i like that it's a short too, hike work. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. We already went hiking what are you talking about <laughs> just uh, get a chloroform bottle yeah <laughs> man yeah i was thinking well, I mean, ten thousand it's like 10 miles no miles like Three thousand something feet, isn't it? Oh, I was gonna say, I, I what I would probably do is just get really drunk because sometimes if mm. I don't want to do things, a little alcohol helps. And then if you get drunk enough, you can't feel your legs, so they're just moving. And then you know you just keep going. Although dehydration does pose to be a threat, so I was gonna switch it around and say get your whole family drunk. So then they get a little too tired. They might just pass out and then you don't have to do the rest of the hike. True this. True this. Yeah. Or murder them. Or or murder them. Get them really drunk and then murder them when they're drunk and weak. I like that. Exactly. No hikes whatsoever. I mean, short fat legs. And We're never going hiking again. I'm spraying. All about body positivity. No matter what size your legs are. Um, and then take sometimes it's worth it though uh at the top of the mountain i went to there were uh fossils from an ancient seabed oh i thought you were gonna say from uh, from other families yeah (laughs) (laughs) this isn't a new idea guys for years Oh, did I mention this was in Donner Pass? <laughs> Donner, but they don't even know it. <laughs> Party. Oh, God. All right. Delicious. So I, so I think we got a really good collection of ideas for this person. So have at it. And you're welcome, I think. We're going to move on to the next segment, which is Celeb Advice. This is where we read an article from a trustworthy source like TMZ or Perez Hilton, give the celebrity advice <laughs> because why not? But before we get into it, we like to, a, we like to, a, am I, I had Canadian Tourette's there a. for a second. <laughs> uh, I've been watching maple syrup. I've been reading. <laughs> so uh, we like to ask our guests at this part, if they can do any celebrity impressions. Oh my God. I actually was, <laughs> I was literally thinking the other day, like, I don't have any impression that should work on some. And I was trying one today. And I'm really scared that you asked because it's not good yet. Oh, Here don't we go. Oh, yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. And then you guys are going to guess who it is. Okay. 
right, I'm so excited. I've done this in the mirror twice while I was pooping, and this, that's all the practice I've had. All right, here we go. Oh, hello, Money Penny. <laughs> Sean Connery. Money Penny. <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones in Trapman. <laughs> <laughs> How'd I do? How'd I, that's my one. That's I got good. good. I was I all right. Kind of look like George Zimmerman. So I feel like that's kind of an impression. <laughs> I kind of, you know, you kind of do. Yeah. That's... Thanks. <laughs> I, know, I know what you're going to Comic-Con well, as. <laughs> George Zimmerman? Oh, my. <laughs> if anyone wants a picture, I shoot him. Shoot him. Shoot away. You know, there's so, many pe- there's so many people that uh, I think they just get swindled into being a character because they happen to already look like it but i guarantee there's people out there that hate the character that they look like but they're out there anyways there's a there's a million guys out there who only cosplay and like dress up like their character for comic-con to get laid by a girl that they will always be friend zoned by like they're like yeah sure i'll be ryu if you're ken and then you're <laughs> ryu you're like she's not gonna there's like 40 guys taking pictures with her i'm i'm not gonna get it <laughs> That's, oh. thanks for listening to my ted talk about the last comic con I, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, actually my new ted talk it'll be go as, go this as, is the ted same time. you gotta go as the zim zam and <laughs> and and bim bam that's what yeah. you gotta do <laughs> the zim zam flim flam <laughs> yeah i usually get that I, I i'm like a white guy ditto pokemon because i i usually get that i look like somebody but i have to it's, it's always sometimes it's not even a celebrity sometimes it's just like tom ditto. from seaton prep I, I know i'm just like this ditto white guy face that just transforms for people so you look like my cousin it's like yeah i was going through your cousin that's it that's yeah and some yeah sometimes people will object when i say no i'm not tom from seaton prep and they're like no but you are <laughs> Re- remember <laughs> i'm like no 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 but anyway, well, great. Thank you, Eric. That was a, a spot-on impression. Eric with a C, do you have any new impressions this week? Uh, well, I'm, I'm checking out Eric with the K's background. He's got Shaq with uh, the Tiger King. And we were just talking about uh, how <laughs> we are, on our last episode, we were talking about Nick Cage is going to be playing the Tiger King. So I've been thinking about Nick Cage <laughs> and um, Nick Cage kind of sounds like he's got kind of this surfer, but he's kind of down here. But then he emphasizes really hard on another word. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just picturing the Tiger King, <laughs> but him giving that exact same performance. You know who I realized is very Tiger King esque? Aziz and Sorry. What? They talk exactly because even Aziz will be like oh, yeah. be talking about this thing, and then this thing's gonna happen. Yeah. And that's how you can the exact thing. This is what's gonna happen, and I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. And now it happened. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> but more white and less Indian. First, yeah, first you're absolutely right, and then two. Wow. Well, first that's a good impression. So you've got two. Or half impressions that are pretty good. And yeah, you're absolutely right. So that I think- was actually Sean Connery as a season star, <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> doing, just to make sure. Oh god, that's that's a weird one to pop into the Flubbles. head. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's tigers. <laughs> I can totally see it. I love it. All right. Good. Anthony, do you have any impressions great. that you want? No, not any new ones. <laughs> How about a good old one? Oh, I any cartoon characters. I could try Winnie the Pooh. There you go. Oh, it's so creepy. That'll get banned in China. <laughs> do it, do oh. it. <laughs> oh, hello, Tigger. How are you today? I'm a squirrel of honey. So you can do Winnie the Pooh going through puberty. That's really nice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's not good. Winnie the Pooh just got kicked in the nuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that He's sounded winded. like Andy oh, ball, ball. from the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a great Andy. It sounded like that creepy guy from Family Guy. It's like, hi, Chris. 
You want to help me? Want some honey? Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> a smackerel of honey for you today. <laughs> I, think oh. that, I think that character's oh. name is Herbert the Pervert. That's it. It is Herbert. You're right. Oh, That's well it. Done, Eric. That's, That's why it. you're my favorite. God damn it! I'm still trying to earn it, but all right. Well, we still have the rest of the podcast. Okay, so <laughs> Eric, would you like to read this juicy goss that comes from TMZ? Oh fuck! Sorry, with a C. So many Eric's. You got it. Tom Cruise making out of this world movie confirmed by NASA. Tom Cruise is set to boldly go where no actor's gone before, like for real, by making a movie in space. And NASA's fully on board for the project. Yep, Mr. Mission Impossible's going into orbit. NASA's Jim Bridenstine says they're excited to work with Tom Cruise on a film aboard the International Space Station. As for why the space agency would go... Down this route, Bridstein says, we need popular media to inspire new generation of engineers and scientists to make NASA's ambitious plans a reality. Translation, Tom on board of the ISS is the best PR we'll ever get. <laughs> the news comes on the heels of reports that Cruz and Elon Musk's SpaceX were in early development stages of partnering with NASA on an action-adventure flick. As you know, Cruz likes to perform his own stunts, so it seems like he'll be adding astronaut to his resume. Talk about pressure to get it right the first time. Reshoots will be pricey. So so Tom, thank you, Eric. So Tom Cruise is going into space for a movie. I think it's time to talk with Tom because I think he's too much of an adrenaline junkie at this point. He's like, how can I do more? How can I do more? How can I do? And now he's going to be in space filming a movie. It's probably going to try to jump on a couch without gravity now, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Floating there with his legs. You can't love Katie at all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I just imagine that scene from that movie where he goes, and he slides on the floor. But in this case, he's just. Risky business. (laughs) It was Tropic Thunder. It was Tropic Tropic Thunder. (laughs) <laughs> oh god so guys i mean what are your thoughts about tom cruise going into space for a movie is it really that necessary with all the cgi and and zoom backgrounds that we have i mean i think he could just i i'm not even doing a bit right now i feel like this is very much uh scientology funded i think scientology is just giving nasa all the money i think they're giving them like millions and millions and millions of dollars and they're like we want good Tom Cruise press because Tom Cruise is still like the Scientology guy, and I think Scientology is just trying to make a PR move right now because they know everyone hates them. <laughs> yeah, wait, you don't think Scientologists are just sick of Tom Cruise because he's just so fucking positive all the time? They're like, send him no. away into space. He's like the king of the Scientologists. I think they love him, and he's like, hey, I want to do a movie in space, and they're like, all right, we'll give you a hundred million dollars to do that. And Elon oh. Musk is named his baby's weird stuff. So that's weird. So I feel like he's just like, yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, do it. And they're doing it. I heard that the baby was actually going to go in space with Tom Cruise. Are you doing Really? Absolutely not. But <laughs> It's a 10-pound baby. You put it in a backpack. You do for a hike. You just get Elon Musk's baby. You just walk up the hill. He's going to be Tom. Really he's Tom Cruise's stunt double for this film. So. <laughs> They're the same height. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh that's beautiful. Oh. All right, Anthony, what about you? Are you a big Tom Cruise fan? Nah, man. I mean, after like the second Mission Impossible, I was like, I think I was a little done. And I don't really watch any other of his movies. But, I mean, space is cool. I mean, I haven't seen a movie made in space before. I'd watch it. I'll be honest. Okay, so we get we have an I'll watch it from Anthony. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, if that gets it made, you know. Oh, okay, all right. Well, good. <laughs> Add that to the polls. Eric with a C, what about you? Well, they better make sure they got some damn good cameras up there because if they do it right, they can save a ton of money on the CGI if it's real footage, right? 
Right, right. But right. if it's like a GoPro or something like that, uh, <laughs> I don't know if that'll cut it. Uh, and you were saying I, uh, uh, Scientology might have their hand in things. Do do we think that they're just trying to be like the first religion on Mars, and this is just the first step? Because Elon Musk is trying to get to Mars. Oh. I would think so. They'll plant a flag and just be like, "Eh, we declare. Because like what? Mars right now is a robot planet, right? It's just full of robots. Right. Full to the brim. (laughs) Teeming with robots. (laughs) Robots. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That would be a bold move. I thought it would be like the US, Spain, France, maybe claiming territory on Mars. But no, the Scientologists. First ones. How great would it be if they filmed it on Mars, but it was 100% green screen up there? They just like put up a green screen on Mars. <laughs> got their GoPros. They're like, let's film it. We're they, here. They get there. They're like, fuck, this doesn't look like Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I breathe? Why does Arnold Schwarzenegger have a third boob? I don't know. That was a really bad <laughs> reference from, um, I don't even know the movie. True Crime? T- no, true to- Total Recall. Total Recall. Total Recall. Not True Lies. <laughs> <laughs> kindergarten Cop? Get him confused. <laughs> yeah, Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten, yeah. Where Arnold's eyes get blown Shaq. out of the skull. Where, yeah, he's finding the toy. Jingle all the way. That was, oh, that, that was Sinbad. 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 Was it magic? I don't know. No, it's Sinbad as the mailman. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? That movie was Sin Great. (laughs) It was, I think I saw that movie probably 10 times because that was a, I think, Anthony, did you see that with me every Christmas? No, I've never seen that before. (laughs) What? I think I've seen it probably about 10 times as well, but only come to it twice. So, <laughs> 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 it's a children's movie. God damn it! Wrong film. I should have said that with True Lies. <laughs> Better coming movie. Better each Jack film. We'll save that for our next podcast, where we rank all Arnold Schwarzenegger movies by comability. But um, any other True thoughts? Lies, Kindergarten <laughs> Cop, Terminator Three, and then Terminator Two. <laughs> So you've already got this decided. Oh, I have the list actually written out in my room. It's great. It's written out in come. All right, mine was here. Cross it. Let's cross that line. Uh, only to the come that I come for Arnold Schwarzenegger. Not any random. The strong one. Lift it. It feels like you're... But we can move forward. Wow, this bit is not... Proving length-worthy. Length-worthy? Okay, okay, all right. All right, right, we're doing great. Um, Fun podcast. (laughs) That's a good note to end this podcast, so thank you, Eric. (laughs) Um, Is there any other thoughts about Tom Cruise in fucking space, or are we we good with... um, There's definitely more thoughts, but I think let's end on a semi-high note. He he goes from... Hanging on the outside of an airplane to the outside of a rocket. What's the next logical place he can go from there? Hang on to his it, diaper while he shits uh, his pants in space. Hang glider. Just, just notch down. Hang. Oh lighter. my god. Hang <laughs> 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 oh, I would love to see. I would love to hear Arnold Schwarzenegger hang glider. That is my ASMR. That would be so good. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, where is the chopper? But it's not a chopper; it's a hang lighter. Anyway, I can't. I no, no, keep going. That's great. No, when I really <laughs> feel good about bits, I just stop talking and stare until someone else picks it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're saying it's our fault? We didn't pick that one up. Our bad. No, no, it's definitely my fault. It's always my fault. Oh, regardless of the pickup or not, uh, the blame is always here. I said, let's end on a semi-high note. And then we started talking about... Uh... Hang glider. Arnold Schwarzenegger Yay! on hang gliders. All, r- all right. It. I picked that one up. <laughs> all right, guys. I think this is a great time to end the podcast. So we'll do that. But before we do... <laughs> um, let's give a huge thank you to Eric with a K... Thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you? What have you got going on? This is the time to to shart your promos so that people can 
Oh, beautiful. I um well first off, thank you to you guys. I remember um when we first got in contact, probably a couple of weeks ago now, I uh I listened to a couple episodes and I've been like looking forward to doing this podcast for a while and I had a great time. So thank you for you guys. I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. If I was, I would look you in the eye. Oh. But I would say <laughs> but I would say that uh, if you want to hear more of Eric Escobar, check me out on Instagram. I am at Eric Escobar, E-R-I-K-E-S-C-O-B-A-R. I got that wonderful TEDx coming out at the end of the month, end of May. Definitely check that out. Um, I also want to plug something weird. Um, I'm working with an app right now called Rizzle. It's kind of like TikTok, but we, we have more glitches. Anyways, it's a fun app. <laughs> and I'm liking it a lot. So I, uh, I wanted to put it out there. People talking about their Facebooks, their Instagrams, their Twitter. I'm doing an Instagram and my Rizzle. Um, no one will sign up for that. Don't worry. I still love you. Do you guys have Snoop Dogg on it already? That sounds right no, up his alley. we don't have anyone. It's literally me, a couple of guys from the Midwest, and then like <clears throat> a third of India. That is the app. It's great. It's oh, wonderful. those are my favorite social media platforms. Send the link. We'll, we'll put it in our show notes. Oh, I would love that. Yes. Nice. You only get one link to put in the show notes, so we'll do that one. No, I'm kidding. We'll put all of the links. My link is going to be pornhub.com slash Eric Escobar slash kindergarten cop remix. Oh, man. I thought it was going to be 10,000feet.net, but maybe. (laughs) 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 All right. We'll Uh, we'll, we'll, that one. Oh, it's all right. We'll edit it in post so it'll look like you did it. But um, no, you did great, Eric. It was absolutely awesome to have you on. Thank you so much. As always, Eric and Anthony, thank you for being on. Do you guys have anything that you want to plug? Any closing remarks? Anything you guys want to say? Uh, My Insta is EsotericAZ. Look at me there. Nice. Oh, that sounded very... (laughs) Very look at me there. I like that. Look at Am me I there? supposed to be hard right now? I, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, got a throbby Robbie right here. Anthony, what about uh, uh, <laughs> 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 <No>. <laughs> Ant- Okay, we just made it weird. Anthony. Um, <laughs> um, do you have anything? Save us, to- Anthony. Yeah, please. Do you have anything? <laughs> I don't have anything to plug, man. No plugs here. All right. Keeping it kosher. I'm, un- I'm unpluggable. Keeping it kosher tonight. Love it, Anthony. All right. They well- said the same thing about the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> same thing about my butthole. What? Teaser. Barely even know her. All right. No teasing here. Already at completion. I feel like I'm watching a Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be on our Patreon where we go up to into space and record a podcast. But until then, guys, thank you so much. <laughs> and we'll talk at you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.